2: And now,
1: your host, Steve Collins. Hey, everybody. Welcome, welcome, welcome to Coach Unplugged. So excited to join us today. Before I jump into the podcast, go over and leave a five star review. We really love those reviews. Leave some comments. I read all of them, and we would really appreciate that. But before we get started, I would definitely want to give a big shout-out to our two sponsors. First of all, Dr. Dish, the number one shooting machine on the market, bar none. Um, mention Coach Unplugged, you get $450 off, and you'll get the best customer service you'll ever expect. Um, just mention Coach Collins, and they'll take really good care of you. Also, go over and check out ttubes.com for coaches who want to get better. It is the, it is the one-stop shop for basketball coaches. It's something you know when i started com, it was uh, it, it was something it was uh, it was what i would have wanted as a young coach before you know all the the state championships and all the nationally ranked teams that i've coached um, and not to brag, just to, to kind of tell, um, kind of my journey, I would have killed for this stuff because it would have made my life so much easier, a little bit of everything that you need to become a better basketball coach. And we are the only people out there that offer 14 day free trial because we believe in it so much, um, follow the roadmap, work on your craft and, um, you get me one-on-one mentoring. So I can't imagine anything better than that. I don't know. Um, anyway, go over and check it out and let's head off to the podcast.
3: Uh, what are you uh what what do you believe or how or let me oh i have a couple of questions so let me start with this one first um uh, what do you wish all coaches knew about what what you do on the court something one I to two, three, one to three things one to three things yeah if you if you you're you're going to address a group of youth coaches right now okay. uh i'd love to hear like well how yeah what well, if they knew what we do, then this would help with the relationship maybe. okay something like that
2: you can't you can't be called for traveling if you're not dribbling the ball in other words, if you don't have control of the basketball and uh-huh. we certainly see this numerous times at the high school level players dribbling the basketball gets to the front right. court uh, they see a double team coming up and they get nervous uh you know it's like oh man i'm gonna get trapped and right. then they and then they don't continue the dribble that it's like the ball just you know like goes up in the air floats whatever they're still oh, okay moving. Yeah, yeah, yeah. the ball's like a like like yeah, a yeah. hot potato right
3: like a hot potato yeah yeah and yeah, they yeah.
2: regain possession and start dribbling and either dribble their way out of that or stop and look for a kick out you know right to get the ball out of the double team yeah, I can't tell you how many times I'll hear a coach yelling. It's like that's a travel, that's traveling. It's like no, it's not. Why? Mm. Because they weren't dribbling the ball at the point where they were bouncing, where they were whapping the ball around. Uh, you know, without dribbling, uh, there's no traveling. Yeah, so that's that's number one. So you can't okay. you can't travel if you're dribbling the
3: basketball. That's interesting. Okay, what else? What other advice would you have for coaches? And this um, is just for the coaches. So then the other question I'm going to ask you is, how? what can we teach our players that will help you? So that's the follow-up question. So this one is just for the coaches.
2: Okay, uh, something that we discussed uh, early on, uh, there is no such thing as
3: over the back, Okay. No, I hear that all game long. <laughs> and I knew that. I know there's no over the back. Yeah, and then no I always say- there's no such thing as over the back right I've seen and this. And, then, uh,
2: and then something we discussed about in various scenarios is mm-hmm. just because there's contact doesn't mean there's been a foul committed
3: either On by both sides
2: the yeah or the offense yeah. So, yeah and again that alludes to people who love to say basketball is not a contact sport right yeah and I guess you haven't watched much basketball
3: <laughs> well, I always talk about the hot stove scenario, right? Uh uh-huh. person in front of me, I person in front of me is about to break loose, right? And I can sense it. So I hop back and I and I kind of hold them, right? I just kind of push them. Or not push them, I kind of I stick my arm out, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now I think hand about yeah. I think about as a hot back, stove.
2: what you're describing, as long as you're not displacing them, be careful yeah. whenever you say push. Yeah, no, I'm ball. sorry. That's why I recorrected myself. Yeah. yeah so you can have <laughs> forgot one who I on, was
3: talking to. <laughs> you can have
2: one hand. You can have one hand on the ball handler's back, or even even an o- well the front. I'm thinking even on the, the
3: front, right? I'm holding them. You know, yeah, if you're restricting right here, right their the movement,
2: then again, you That's advantage disadvantage. You just gained yeah. an advantage because they're restricting their movement. But generally speaking, one hand on the back uh, on on an offensive player or a defensive player, uh, you can do that all day, all night.
3: Mm, if long as long as you
2: yeah. As For long sure, as you're not displacing, them. and that and that exists at all levels. You see, I mean yeah. that that's bread and butter at the NBA level. I mean, yeah. you're you're virtually yeah. guaranteed on the offensive side, um, you know, whether you have the ball or not, you know, in the front court, that a defender's going to have a hand on you. So, right. long, but they're but they're not displacing. That's the, that's the key. Are they gaining an advantage? Once there's a push, any kind of push or restricted movement, so a block you're restricting their movement with your body or with your hand then then we have then we have a foul and again if it's two hands Mm -hmm. on the back and at the high school level um if it's two hands on the back of the ball handler that's a hand Mm -hmm. check Uh, that's a hand check Mm -hmm. even if you didn't even if you didn't restrict the movement nfhs again last year was a a poe a point of emphasis they they're trying to get that completely eliminated at the high school level i'm sorry which one uh, two hands on the back of the ball handler. You oh, do not oh, want oh. two hands on the back of the ball handler, even if they're not displacing ball mm, handler. Because like that's considered a no-no.
3: I mean, um, it, when they when they have the, these points of emphasis, are a lot of times they're already rules. Yes, and they're and they're just kind of you know they're, they're already being, in the rule book. Bu- they're not being they're already
2: in the rule book, and they're not being enforced.
3: I got yeah, it. I that's mean, a yeah. that's a point well taken.
2: I'm glad you brought that up. Yeah. More often than not, I'd say more than 75% of the time, the POEs Mm -hmm. that are issued by NFHS uh, in the preseason are, yeah, things that this is a rule. It's in the rule book. It needs to be enforced. That's why it's a point of emphasis.
3: Yeah. Okay. Uh, Before I forget, though, I have a third grade player. I said I was interviewing you, and they had had a very specific fun question for uh for you too so um this one is for uh kata uh she asked the question which is um she's got two scenarios scenario number one is you're you're the defender on the offense i throw the ball between your legs okay and i get it on the other side is that legal uh should I stump the ref? You, no. Well,
2: you deliberately, you deliberately passed the ball through the defender.
3: Correct. Through the defender's legs. Yeah. yeah. And I retrieved it myself. And you retrieved it
2: yourself. Uh, I believe that is illegal because you're passing the ball to yourself.
3: Illegal. Illegal.
2: Yes. However, the caveat there is I would have to double check. Because uh, yeah. we're all human, including officials. The fact that the ball made contact with the court first on the floor before you retrieved the ball um, yeah. might might make that particular scenario legal. Yeah, And if that ball touches any part of that defender, even if it just brushes their leg, mm-hmm. then it's definitely is... 100% legal.
3: Yeah, yeah, yeah. If okay, what about 100%. over the head? I'm assuming that over the head is not legal. If I throw it over your head, mm-hmm. catch it on the other side of you,
2: yeah, yeah, then that's that's like that's that's like catching your own, uh, I'm catching your own jump shot, shot. yeah, catching yeah. your own pass. So that's illegal. That's why it leads me to believe that that would be illegal. Again, the only caveat would be uh, the yeah, fact it that, it the touched, that it touched that it touched ground first. Yeah, because then that can be translated as uh, being a a loose ball. In that scenario, you have team control, but you don't have player control. Right. Yeah. Um, and that you know, in real time, um, unless it's painfully obvious, that's kind of hard to adjudicate. That oh well, that player she deliberately did that.
3: Right. I or you know, versus I'm just trying to pass to my teammate, but oh shoot, she didn't get it in time, and now I'm just going to grab it. Right. Yeah, well, see, that's the other right. thing, yeah. In adjudicating yeah. that, it's like, was she
2: trying to pass that to a teammate, try to do a pocket pass in between the defender's leg? Right. Or was she yeah. literally trying to pass to herself? That takes a lot of chutzpah and a lot of
3: skill level to do okay. that, especially at the high school level. So. That's why my this third grader asked it, because she's, <laughs> she's got both of those. So. Okay. <laughs> She'll be uh, the next uh, uh, player out of the – Moraga area that uh to play in the WNBA so wow. <laughs> you wow. heard it here.
2: Okay. Okay,
3: uh all right, let's go back then. The other question uh was what can we do as coaches to educate our players? Uh you know, any maybe two or three things specifically that's related to what you see on a regular basis and maybe you maybe you know some of these you've already brought up but what are some of those things maybe that you're, you always get looks for from the players? And um and how can we educate them to work? Well, let's not just to work with you. Let's that's that's the other question I want to talk to talk about, but more about what can we show them that they need to do better um technically, right?
2: Uh something we we addressed uh earlier in the conversation. Um, going up in the air, hands up in the air, whistle blows, fist goes up in the air and mm-hmm. they have this bewildered look on their face that I went straight up and they look at their coach. It's like, uh-huh. I went straight up mm-hmm. and, and it's like, you know, hands up in the air and it's like, no, you didn't go straight up. And yeah. uh, I can't tell you, it's like a broken record. How many times I tell the coach, um, it, it's like I called him or her for a block because yeah, they had their hands up in the air but they went into and forward. They went forward. They didn't go straight up and they didn't go backwards. So it's real, very, very difficult for a defender to go literally go completely straight up. Inevitably human nature is they're going to drift towards all handler Uh, more often. And even if it's just like, you know, like less than half a foot, if there's any motion towards the shooter, That's a block. Mm -hmm. If they're moving backwards at any point in time with their hands up in the air, we got nothing every time, you know, unless the offensive player like lowers their shoulder into them, you know, to try and create additional space, which is really dumb because the defender's already moving backwards. Then you got a player control foul for doing that. Uh, That that would be one of the biggest ones. Get Get that all the time, virtually at least, a couple of times
3: Man, So what would you suggest we do? Uh A have players uh teach players just you know hands up, feet on the ground. Uh what I mean, right? Because yeah, boys, boys especially, right? Boys especially always want to jump. I always talk about mm-hmm. this, right? As yeah. soon as the ball is anything mm-hmm. they're up in the air, they're trying to block yeah. the shots, right? Trying to make yeah. the highlight real. So right. Right. Uh,
2: just uh just remember uh, I I would emphasize to them, remember that offensive player is coming towards you. So don't go towards them with your body.
1: Mm-hmm. Fine to
2: have your hands up in the air. Yeah. And it's fine that you didn't bring your hands down on top of the player because that was be it, right. you know. Um, but that in and of itself doesn't, doesn't absolve you from, you know, being called for a foul because any movement towards that shooter um, is going to be a blocking foul. I would say, mm-hmm. Just keep that in mind. If you're going to go up, choose to choose to default to maybe drift backwards towards the basket
3: instead of away from the basket. Yeah, which is hard in itself to even think about when, right, when the offensive player is going up. So, yeah, Yeah, you hear a lot of coaches just, you know, hands up, feet on the ground, right, just hands straight mm -hmm. up. And, Mm -hmm. you know, it's better to them to make two points than – potentially three right with a free throw yeah in exactly trouble so yeah. And, yeah
2: and you can you can drift into the into the shooter too even if you never you know leave your feet as a defender
3: well right like leaning into in him, him, too. Right? right but my right, hands right, right, were
2: on right. yeah yeah, you mean? yeah you leaned in. sometimes right. i gotta sure. point to the player it's like yeah but you hip checked them or yeah but you know your torso you know and into the yeah. shooter's arm or, or what have you or your or your hand touched the shooting arm of,
3: of the player who took the shot. Sure, right. Like yeah, shot. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: So that's it, that's a hit, right? Well you Other, see a
3: lot of hip checks too on screens, right? On oh, yeah. the screener and you just, you know, yeah. Elbow, yeah, hit. chicken wing, elbow, chicken sort of like wing. The elbow right, yeah, yeah. Or a hip check. Yeah. So if you yeah.
2: yeah any kind of movement, even though both feet are stationary and you've established right. a legal guarding position, any of that kind of drifting, any kind of movement yeah. into the player, yeah, yeah. it's it's like that's that's gonna be um, illegal. On the offensive side, yeah it'll be an illegal screen. The other thing um, to uh, additionally answer your question that, that uh, I wish uh, coaches would teach their players more often yeah. is if, if you're a defensive player and you know you're going to get beat, it's just like you guessed that the player was going was gonna to move to your left mm-hmm. um, and instead they move to your right. And so you stick your, you stick your hand out just you know like you know do do an arm bar you know cross you know and it's like dumb foul as the expression goes it's like if you know you're beat and especially if it's in the first half of the game you just wasted a foul a personal foul on you and you wasted the team foul on your team because you were beat and and if that player proceeds to like if they're in the act of shooting when you did that then they're going to the line if they make the basket, and then you may have given up three points instead of two points.
3: Yeah. So, yeah, in yeah. other
2: words, there's a lot of ramifications for making dumb fouls like that early in the game, because um, if it results in points for the opposing team, and say that opposing team ends up winning by you know by one possession, you know by one, two, or three points, sometimes that's the difference in the outcome of the game. And especially if you're considered a key player by the coach, you really shouldn't be making dumb fouls.
3: You should know better, Because <laughs> right.
2: then, you're, then yeah. you get in foul trouble. In other words, save those fouls for when it's a one or two possession game. There's like under a minute to go in the game. You have three personals on you. Now, if you committed a couple of dumb fouls early in the game because you were frustrated because you got beat, guess what? You just fouled out, right? Yeah. Because of those two dumb fouls, then you got your fifth foul, with less than a minute left in the game, um, and that that's my rationale for that. Mm. Just if you got if you got beat, and it's not a game situation, the game's not in the line, the game's never point. on the line. Yeah. Half. Let them go, let them go. Right. I mean, I'll even you know, I mean, sometimes I'll you know, I'll mention that to a player, even like if they've gotten two dumb fouls like in the space of say two three minutes, yeah. it's like it's like you know, hey Joe or Jill, it's like. Let him go if he yeah. got beat, let him go. Let him go cause we're gonna call it, especially early in the game, so
3: no that's um, a good that's a good point. no, it's a it's a good way to look at it. Uh, yeah, and 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 you know i and I hope it probably goes on more than I can see. you know, we have to remember, and I know it's hard for us. It's hard for you. It's hard for the parents in the stands. These are kids. they're learning, they're learning the the game of basketball. They're Absolutely. learning how they're learning how to work against adversity and all of the other things that sports brings. Um, and the education piece of that is, I think, is really important. And I love reps who, you know, either tell me or tell my players, hey, that, you know, this is why this is a foul or this is why I called you or come over to me and say, hey, what, you know, can you have your player look at this or do this or they're going to, you know, you know what I mean? Like, okay. Yeah. Yeah, you know, unless well, it's a, poor, you know, you know what I mean. Like this, it's yeah. a, it's it, we should all be working together mm-hmm. for the for the sake of the kids. Yeah, that's and that's why opinion, that's but. why
2: I'll verbalize, you know, things like that. Like, you know, it's like if you get beat, let them go, especially at the lower levels. I'll say if you're getting beat, like at the freshman level and even the yeah, baby right. level, yeah. that's it, you know, it's like it's a teachable moment. It's like you know, it's a teachable moment. moment.
3: That's right. Yeah, yeah. it's like let yeah.
2: let them go. You got beat. It's like save that foul for when you can really need it or use it when yeah. someone's driving to the basket and you're only up by two, you know, and that's the time to take that kind of foul, make them earn it at the line. That's a game situation, but not in the first half, not in the first
3: quarter or the second quarter. Um, I so. was at a game the other day and I have never seen this happen. And I, at least it, I mean, I don't, anyway, I have I've never seen it happen where the, the refs weren't calling a lot. A stuff and they were letting the kids play mm-hmm. and it got to a point where the i don't know how they both coaches came together and went to the rest during the game so they must have i don't know how they communicated this but um it was a uh, it was one of the preseason games and so uh, it didn't count but um i don't think that matters too much but they stopped play to call the refs over and to say hey someone's gonna get hurt right you guys, yeah. you guys need to you need to dial it up. I mean, you know, normally we don't like getting foul call, but it got to a point where it was starting to be a little bit unsafe because these girls were going at it.
2: Yeah, uh, I had a game. I had a game like that last season. As a matter of mm-hmm. fact, that lost Lomas. Um, it was a very sloppy uh, girls' game, and it got kind of rough and tumble. Mm-hmm. And the, uh, the outcome w- had long since been decided, so it was, it was a blowout. Um, And, you know, and it was getting it was getting physical, mainly because neither team was playing good defense. What you just described, typically, neither team's playing good defense. So, you know, they're they're hip checking players. They're restricting the ball handler from moving. Uh, You know, they're trying to trap a player and they're.
0: at LuckyLandslots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. We
2: are actuaries. In a world filled with unpredictability, we use our math skills to navigate uncertainty. Actuaries make a difference in people's lives across industries and the world. Actuaries have the freedom to work anywhere. And according to U.S. News and World Report, we're the 25th top-paying career. Make an impact as a fact-seeker and a truth teller. Use your math skills for good as an actuary. The world needs you. Ball handler. Or um, to be fair on the other side of the coin, the ball handler is trying to be a bull in China shop and literally dribble through
3: right. two, player, nice. two yeah. players
2: that are preventing him or her from like getting to the basket. Right. Um, the worst thing uh, you you can have in a game is a game for the officials to be blowing their whistles like every five oh, seconds yeah so the scenario you describe yeah. when that situation occurs the coaches it's your team it's your players everybody obviously can see that we as officials we like to <laughs> to to the coaches it's like you need to tell your players to play better defense and if they're getting beat let the players go No one came here to watch us, the officials, blow our whistles every 5, 10 seconds. We'll be here all night long. So without knowing the officials involved and not in that particular game, but appreciating the scenario, they probably just wanted to get the game over with without anybody getting seriously hurt, period. It's like this game is like going nowhere. Neither team is playing good defense we keep blowing our whistle, this game could go on for two and a half, three hours, right? In that, scenario, in that scenario, that uh, scenario, the officials could go up to the coaches and say, look, it's like, you know, we can, we're not going to stand here and blow our whistle every 10, 15 seconds and just have uh, both teams in the bonus and shooting free throws for the next hour and a half. That's not yeah. basketball, right? So please tell your players, knock off the fouls, stop fouling each other. I mean literally that's the best way to adjudicate that not for the coaches in all fairness to come up to the referees and say hey that's getting yeah. really rough
3: yeah yeah
2: so yeah. i i mean as an official i can understand where those fi- officials were probably coming from it's like this is really sloppy play neither teams playing good defense um we just want to get this game over with for, or hopefully with nobody getting hurt Um, And just get it over and done with. But what they could have done uh, is go up to the coaches and say, look, it's like uh, neither of your teams are playing good defense. You need to tell your teams, your players to
3: stop fouling. That's what the ref should have done too, because you know how it good. goes too. The coaches aren't going to say, "No, you back down. No, you back down." Right? Or, "Hey, you got you you <laughs> yes. right? You guys get yeah. to back down, and I'm not going to back down because then yeah. I'm going to get beat up." Right? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like if I'm just playing, you know. Anyway, yeah. No, that's I, nice know, I know You I would definitely topic.
2: bring both coaches together in yeah. in that in that scenario. Um, you know, that could, because the game is basically turned into a expletive deleted. show. Yes.
3: Yeah. All right last um, question for you before we get you out of here uh, <laughs> uh communication how do you want us coaches to communicate with uh with referees and players for that man what can we tell our players and what can we as coaches do better about communicating with um
2: girls? tell the players to always uh maintain composure be respectful um don't let your emotions get the best of you um uh, mm-hmm. ditto for coaches um yeah. Uh the the thing that probably uh irritates officials generally speaking more than anything else is when coaches uh start making statements. Uh that was a travel, that's a foul, that's this, that's that. And then they just continue. Um and it gets to a point where you uh you have to go to what we call you have to go to your toolbox and it's like, you need to stop. You need to stop making statements. So Uh, we'll always try to make ourselves available to answer a question and veteran officials will look at at a a coach and say, do you have a question for me? Because if you don't have a question for me, you need to stop making statements. Uh, (laughs) What that boils down to is coaches need, are there to be a coach, to coach their team, coach their players. When they start making themselves an extra official, uh, it's like, you want to become an official, we can direct you on how to get and become an official you know what
3: leader. I? You know what I hear though the opposite of that in situation. I actually just read it on our Facebook group today. Uh, is th- there was a, a co- and I'm not saying this is right, but there was a coach complaining that his assistant coach wasn't sticking up for his team and arguing calls with the ref. And I'm like, okay, <sighs> one, uh, you know, you know, obviously you got to see the film on that, but uh, to really truly dig deep into that but at the same point it's like okay i i don't think that's the right perspective i guess is what i'm saying
2: well no and that's not good guidance and the reason being that you know uh, assistant coaches you know can end up being a thorn in our side as officials too
3: oh yeah coach is
2: encouraging assistant to to basically be the bad guy for him or her oh that way that well guess what guess what we're gonna whack that assistant coach Right. With a bench technical foul, and, and at the high school right. level, guess what, Mr. and Mrs. Head Coach, you just lost your coaching box for the rest of the game. Yeah. Any time a bench technical is assessed, the head coach loses his or her coaching box for the right. remainder of the game. And, uh, and that also uh, counts as an indirect technical foul against the head coach. Two In any combination of, of most people know, two direct technical fouls assessed against a coach or a player. You're disqualified. That's standard okay. at any level. Uh, what you may not know is at the high school level. So what I just described that scenario. So direct technical against the assistant. That's an indirect against the head coach. Another assistant. You know he he or she shoots their mouth off. That's another direct technical against that other assistant. That's another indirect against the head coach. Now if the head coach gets assessed another indirect or a direct technical foul, they're gone. Mm, mm, so mm. any combination three indirect technical fouls one technical and two indirect or two direct technical fouls yeah. and you're gone you're disqualified
3: so that's what about that's in a this situation though how do you want how do you want us to handle this Here, here's this situation that i ha- happened um i just I, I know it just came to me as you were talking about this though is there we had a this was last season had a there was a point guard she was I think she ended up playing some sort of, I think it was Division Two, big, tall woman, okay, and a really good ball handler, mm-hmm. okay? And uh, she was above average for her, for her age. She was a senior, and we had at average or below average size players, okay? So to, in order for her to create an advantage, a lot of times what she would do with our players is she would hook them. So as she's dribbling the ball, she'd come across and hook. Mm-hmm. Stood it all game, mm-hmm. all game, right? And because of her size and because of our size, she's big, they're small. It would displace them, right? Yeah. Yeah. So well, that's,
2: I, that's, that, that's an offensive, that's a player control That foul. is a player that's, that's, that's,
3: that's holding, that's a holding right. Ball. And I wasn't the only one who noticed it. And I ended up getting it. That was my second technical of my 20, you no, know, 15-year coaching career. Mm-hmm. I, I I just, I I mentioned it to him. And he, you know, he called it once and I said, she's continuing to do it, right? And then at some point, I I mean, she was just blatantly just dribbling the ball all by herself, just hook, hook, hook. Coaches were pointing out, players kept on coming out of the bench. I saw it and I'm like, okay, this is ridiculous. Like I got heated. I don't get heated very often. I got heated in that situation. Right now I know I shouldn't have gotten heated. I got a technical, but at the same time, it's like, this has got to stop. Like that is complete displacement. Right. Right. So anyway, so in those situations, help me out. What do you do? Remember what
2: I said about like asking a question?
3: (laughs) You're always entitled to
2: ask a question. Um, and in the heat of the moment, I mean, we're all human beings. So Um, sometimes the best approach in that situation is you're upset. Okay. The official called it once. Um, if you pose it as a question and say, say, I know you called that earlier in the game. Can you keep your eye on her doing it again? Then you just presented it as a question. Right. And then you're basically, basically communicating the, the same thing that she's <laughs> right. continuing to do it, but you're presenting it as a question, which begs a response. Right. Can you can you keep your eye on that player because, because I believe she's continuing to do the same thing? Mm-hmm. And that's fair. That's a fair yeah. statement. I've had players come up to me and say, hey, Ruff, you know, number 23 has been, you know, holding me, you know, uh, restricting my movement. Uh, you know, when we're in the front court, can you, you know, keep your eye on and And I'll say, yeah, you know, it's like, OK, I'll, yeah, sure. I'll keep my eye on that. Or I may already have been keeping an eye on the offending player. Usually it's low post play. You know, they'll uh, say, hey, right. you know, so-and-so yeah. is like has his hands all over me in the paint. Can you, watch? and it's like, yeah, I've been watching it. So it's border, you know, and I'll, I'll tell if the coach brings that up to me, I'll say, yeah, I'm watching it. It's like, you know, have you been seeing that in the pain? It's like, yeah, I have. And, and they'll respond with a question. They'll say, so what do you think? And I said, it's borderline. And I'll just be brutally frank. It's borderline. It's close to them getting whacked for a foul. Yeah. So that's acknowledging, that's answering their question and acknowledging that I'm aware of the situation. So I'm watching it. And when it rises to the level where I feel like I need to, you know, blow my whistle and whack him or her for a foul, because they, they got on an advantage by the contact advantage, disadvantage.
3: Yeah. advantage I disadvantage. right No, I'll, I'm going to, I'm going to start using that. So advantage, disadvantage. Uh, all right, coach, anything else? Hey, or, uh, Mark, anything I called you coach, well, you were a coach. So, um, ref uh anything (laughs) else that uh one help players help coaches uh anything else you want to leave with us before we uh uh, call it a podcast if you will
2: sure there's a new term that's come out because i advantage disadvantage has been around for a long time and and some some in the know claim that that's an outdated term but uh, Mm. i i wholly disagree with that so i work with a lot of veteran officials a lot that also worked at the college and um it, it's still a basic principle of officiating advantage advantage uh, rsbc is like the modern term so rhythm mm. speed balance control rsbc mm. i believe okay. is the acronym so anything that disrupts players mm. rhythm rhythm speed balance or control you gotta file interesting Make sense yeah, RS- yeah, yeah rsbc to me that's the same as advantage disadvantage it's just a it's just a more sophisticated way of right. defining it, if you will. So yeah. that's my personal opinion. So, uh, but that's that's like the modern term, uh, in my in in my humble opinion, of advantage disadvantage. Um, so that said, uh, anything else to share? I would say, um, so many times we see a scenario where a coach is getting on us as officials. Mm. And it detracts, it takes away from them coaching their players and their team. Mm. I'll never forget, I did a girls game at Northgate in Walnut Creek about, geez, um, I want to say probably three, four years ago. And I was working with a veteran official and the visiting team, I can't remember who the visiting team was, um, but the coach was trailing by double digits for the majority of the game. And so he's getting frustrated. So he started becoming the third official. And he's making statements, you know, that's a travel, that's a foul. Why aren't you calling that? You know, it's like, oh, come on. It's like, you know, where's the foul and that? That should be an N1. And, you know, got to the point where, you know, my partner and I got together during a timeout and it's like, it's like, have you had enough of him? Cause I have, Mm. you know, he, my partner who is a veteran official, he goes, have you had enough of him? And I said, yeah, (laughs) frankly, I have. He goes, yeah, me too. He goes, the next time he opens his mouth, we're going to whack him with a bench warning.
3: Mm, you, know, yeah, have, yeah, you yeah yeah you know
2: so we've gone to our toolbox that's the first step the next step is to whack him with a technical foul so uh sure enough shoots his mouth off <laughs> tweet our whistle bench warning put in the book 354 third quarter from that moment on he put a zipper on it no more officiating from the bench he started focusing on coaching his players and lo and behold they closed the gap all the way, made it a one possession game. Oh, wow.
3: They
2: ended up winning yeah. the game.
3: Ended oh. up
2: winning the game. And a lot of coaches don't realize that your that's players, right. especially at the high school and youth level, they're watching you. They yes. see your actions. Yeah,
3: that's they right. They see how that's you're right. behaving. And mm-hmm. it trickles
2: down on them that's and right. it affects yeah. them. So if, if you're being, you know, if you're being a poor sport, literally, and if you're yeah. just and moaning and complaining at the referees. then the players start to develop, they pop that attitude. And, and then instead of focusing on playing basketball, they're focusing on every supposed, uh, uh, you know, a a grieved, you know, missed call violation, travel foul, you know, supposedly that you missed as an official and didn't call. So bottom line is when the coaches focus on coaching, let us as officials officiate the game, uh, your players ultimately play better, um, you make yourself a better coach
3: and everybody wins. That's awesome. Yeah. I know that Mark, that's, that's great advice. And I wholeheartedly agree. Again, we're, we're there to set the example for the kids and, you know, in the heat of the moment, of course, sometimes it happens. And I know the coach you're talking about there too. So uh, I'll have a conversation with him. I'll share this with him. Just kidding. Oh, oh, Um, well the head
2: coach. Yeah. I know the head coach at Northgate. It wasn't him. It was the, it was his opposing coach. So oh, it was I the opposing know. coach. It was the opposing oh, coach. Yeah.
3: Oh, 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 oh. oh yeah. interesting. <laughs> oh, okay. All right, sir. I appreciate your time. Thank you so much for coming on and sharing your thoughts. Hopefully, coaches out there, that was uh, educational. I know that helped me a lot, clarify a few things. Uh, and good luck this season, Mark.
2: Thanks, Bill. I appreciate it. And you Stay know, safe. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah you as well i mean passing comment always keep in mind that that we're human beings too as officials that's right yeah. we're not just robots out there that yeah. are trying to wrong you trying you know oh, you're trying not to, um, trying you to make bad that. calls or whatever we're human <laughs> we're gonna make mistakes so right. the most veteran of officials will miss a call from mm-hmm. time to time i mean it happens but we're human beings at the end of the day you know we you know we have to you know go home you know and and uh on with our with our lives as well that's right all right
3: sir appreciate your time thank you so much this was awesome
2: yeah my pleasure bill thanks for uh having me and indulging me
3: yeah we'll have you on again i am sure started next season now get all the new rules in place and out there all right sounds good thank you thank you mark take care
0: sports social podcast network with lucky land sluts you can get lucky just about anywhere